0: This is the Busy Mama podcast. I'm Ebony Forsyth, and in this podcast, I'm unearthing the stories that lie beneath some of Australia and New Zealand's favorite mother-made brands we know and love. Like birth stories, but brand stories. This podcast won't be about haranguing the hustle, but keeping it real when it comes to the beautiful chaos that is creating and managing brands, babies, and everything in between. These are the stories of creation, ones to inspire, ones to celebrate, and ones to build connection from. All right. Hey, fam. Welcome to the Busy Mama podcast. I am Ebby. I know I introduced myself as Ebony Forsyth because that is my name, but uh, most people know me as Ebby. So I will probably refer to myself as Abby throughout the whole podcast, most likely. Um, where do I even begin? I don't even know where to start. This feels like such a blank canvas, yet I feel like I've played this over in my head so many times. Uh, in true podcast startup style, I am sitting in my wardrobe with my mic and my headphones um complete newbie to this scene but I'm hoping that I will become better I'm sure I will look at this episode hopefully one day and be like this woman had no idea um and I'm okay with that I know all things start off very small and that is me that's right now so thank you first of all for clicking play on this episode Um, and just even being intrigued enough to stumble across my brand new podcast uh, I feel grateful already to have your ears here but pretty much um, my first episode I want to just keep really simple um, and just I guess have a bit of an intro to the whole what what the heck I'm doing here Um, but also me because I feel like throughout the uh as episodes go on you probably I'm probably going to refer to stuff and it's probably going to make no sense um (laughs) so uh because I I do feel like a lot of people are probably going to be maybe new um to me um might not have heard of me before I am not um big on the social media scale I suppose I like to think I've got my own little fantastic little community um but I'm I am hoping uh, I do have goals that this will reach um more ears um and more corners of the internet that I have currently reached um yeah so pretty much uh why don't we even go from here I yeah would like to I guess start off with um the first episode just being a little bit about me I I feel a little bit cringy talking about me, but I also want to give context for why I'm doing this and um the storytelling that I might uh yeah might do in future episodes. So first of all, let me quickly run over um what this podcast is. Obviously you've listened to my intro, but the, the Busy Mama podcast uh, is pretty much something that's come about since I became a mum myself in 2022, June. Um, I'll go into all of my stories and things, but in a nutshell, I have a beautiful little daughter, Bali, uh, who was born in June 2022. And obviously, like most mothers would know, completely changed my life (laughs) for the better, obviously. Um, And, but also brought many new thoughts, many new feelings, many new struggles, many new uh, exciting things in my life. It's just, yeah, a complete change. Hey. So, um, along with that, for me personally, I experienced a very, probably unexpected burst in creativity and wanting to change everything um for work I am a graphic designer I design brands um and I've done that literally since I was 18 um and I am now 24 so um we've got lots to I guess speed everybody up on and yeah I guess my story I don't want this podcast to be all about me I, it's going to definitely be all about the people i'm interviewing but um yeah i i do feel like i need to explain myself a bit and yeah give a little information on my own story but the podcast itself i really for me in the depth of <laughs> early motherhood that i'm still very much in at the time of recording right now um bali is eight months old so I feel like I'm definitely still in the depths of new motherhood but particularly um the podcast came about uh in my brain maybe around when she was three months old I feel like you spend so much time like rocking and settling and feeding and doing all those things that like you don't, well, for me personally, I was so used to being on the computer all the time. And all of a sudden I, I didn't have that time and I had a lot of time to spend in my brain and I just, yeah, felt super creative. Um, and, but I also had so many thoughts going around in my mind about my, my current business, my graphic design business, thinking about like, when the hell am I meant to find the time to do that again? Uh, when I'm like, how am I going to figure this out like at the moment I I feel like a bit of not a failure I don't like to use that word I knew it was completely normal I knew I would eventually figure it out I think in my head I'm just like how the heck do people have more than one kid how do people (laughs) how do people actually um juggle their business and entering motherhood and all of these things I had so many questions and I think that's pretty much why this podcast came about because in my head I'm like who can I ask? Like, how do I do this? How do I, how, when, how, what the hell am I ever going to be able to work again? Um, and yeah, like, and for me personally, I love my work. Like, I really, really enjoy my work. It's a creative outlet. Um, I love being able to use my brain. I love creating and I love collaboration I love working with other women um and I loved loved my job um still love my job so much um that like I didn't ever want to lose that part of me and like I love motherhood so much I freaking love being Bali's mom so much um that equally as important to me obviously motherhood is probably a bit more important but um yeah, I just feel like I had all these questions and I I didn't know where to turn, you know, and classic reason why you start a business, you know, so I'm trying to solve a problem for yourself. And I think that is the root of this podcast is I am wanting to interview some epic people who have started businesses, are running businesses um, that are mothers um, and have had to face the same thing I'm facing. Or they might have done this after um motherhood they might not have run a business beforehand and they've solved a problem for themselves <laughs> quite often anyway not all the time but a lot of the especially those baby baby products and um yeah all of those sorts of things i find there's always one of these stories where there was a mum who had a problem and solved it for herself and i think that is so boss i love that um and i would love to talk to these people because again like yeah going back to um yeah postpartum me three months in what the hell am I meant to do how am I meant to find the time um am I ever gonna work again obviously I knew that that would happen but in you know what it's like when you're in those moments it's just really really hard anyway yeah the podcast was born in my brain and then since then it's been yeah At least six months of building the courage to do this um and yeah i I fought a lot with myself in my brain about like who the hell am i to talk to these sorts of people um who am i to start a podcast is my voice nice to listen to are people gonna find me cringy i really hope not (laughs) um and then i've just decided to do it anyway because this is something that really excites me and i truly believe in following things that excite you um and where passion lies so uh yeah here we are and here you are listening to my voice (laughs) on my first episode so yeah um i'm so excited to bring you this podcast i think the other part of me is also really passionate about Mm -hmm. Obviously, brands as well, like coming to you from a more of a follower place. Yeah, getting to ask these questions to these brand owners, these busy mamas um, and get to build a deeper connection with the brands we already love. I feel like um, on Instagram, we love to consume all their content, but quite often we're more or mostly intrigued in the person behind it um and obviously instagram um is amazing we love instagram but yeah only gives you a small snippet of that uh the founder's life um and often that's the part we relate to most so this is what this is the platform that i i guess wanted to listen to myself yeah so i'm hoping you guys are gonna enjoy it too uh yeah and I think the other thing I wanted to mention with why I wanted to bring this podcast to life is also tapping into the more career side of the mum. Um I find there obviously is so much brilliant uh brilliant podcasts, brilliant Instagram pages around, brilliant information around motherhood and navigating parenthood and all of those bits and pieces which I absolutely um consumed and still are consuming but I did feel for myself in the fact that I was trying to find relatable stories around business owners um yeah mums as business owners and brand builders um and I find like I struggled with myself thinking that like I'm I'm not just a mum um obviously being a mum is the best thing ever and that is all you need to be in life if that's what makes you feel full but for me I I also still wanted to be known as Ebby like I am still me and motherhood is a part of my life but it is not only me and I yeah I just wanted to bring to light um, the mamas out there who are yeah had to face navigating um navigating their life again and but still pursuing the ever-evolving vision they have for themselves um, and their place in the world beyond actual motherhood um and yeah just have those conversations around yeah the journey rather than yeah like There's plenty of birth stuff out there, which is epic and all that, but this is not that place. This is more of a place to talk about us, the mums, our lives, the juggle, um, and the brand building, because that is what I'm obsessed with, <laughs> and you will get to know that in this episode. Okay, so um, first of all, disclaimer, I'm obviously super nervous because this is my first episode, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and do my best. I hope I don't muck up my words too much. I have a good tendency, especially since actually just becoming pregnant, like mum brain, I have a good tendency. Oh my God, that's a great example. (laughs) Tendency to just muddle my words and mix them up and just reverse them and all sorts of things. So Hopefully, hopefully you can bear with me and just accept me for being a human being just like you. But yeah, let's get into my episode with myself. All right. Well, I want to start at the very beginning. So with all these episodes that I'm going to be doing in the future, um, I want to start at the beginning. Like I'm talking like teenhood beginning because I feel from a career sense um a lot of us begin there right like you begin in high school uh being questioned about what you want to do with your life and what subjects you're going to pick so you don't restrict your future in some sort of way which is just ridiculous now that I think about it but like yeah I I feel like all of our journeys really start there because we had to make decisions from there that dictated when where we ended up and the timing of where we are now So that's where I'm wanting to start with everybody else. I thought it was only probably fitting for me to start there as well. Um, In terms of how long these episodes are going to go, I personally love a long podcast. Apologies if you like short ones. Maybe this isn't for you, but for me, like even though I probably can't sit down and listen to a long podcast in one sitting, I am listening in the car, out of the car, wherever I go, just have my phone on me listening to podcasts, um, when I can. So, and I don't mind listening to it in a few settings. So hopefully that's you too, because I feel like the longer it is, the more deep we can go. Um, and the more, um, yeah, cooler conversations we can have on like particular topics. Um, I'm really good by the way, um, at going like, fully left a field and just completely forgetting what we we're talking about so warning about that um but I also feel like it's a good thing because that's where often like you can have some really good conversations and get some really cool stuff out of people so let's just yeah I'm, I'm just <laughs> hoping you can enjoy that too um I'm pretty much just doing what I enjoy listening to so yay all right let's start my episode so for me. I um I live in a regional town in South Australia called Remark and I like absolutely love my hometown. We are on the River Murray. Um, and I have pretty much grown up on the river water skiing, um, and enjoying the water. So I do feel like I'm a fair bit of a water baby. Um most people are probably used to the ocean. Uh but yeah. I'm born and raised on the river a big part of my teenhood was water skiing actually um it's feels so strange to talk about it because it was such a big part of my life like through high school it was like how I identified myself as a water skier (laughs) um yeah it, it was my hobby it was my hobby then and it is like one of my favorite things about my childhood and teenhood Um, But, yeah, so that was a part of my teenhood. I, throughout um, school and I was really creative um, as well, just I had an old, clunky, shitty, uh, what's it called, like Toshiba laptop that always made the loudest noises when I opened Sims. (laughs) I loved Sims. I would always, yeah, create and design like houses for a while there. I thought I was going to be like a draft person or an architect until I figured out you needed to know maths um, and I dumped that idea. <laughs> but, yeah, I was really creative and I um, clung to anything I, I could create on, yeah, mostly dig- digital platforms. I had pretty much claimed the fam- family video camera and was that classic um like 13 year old actually probably started at 10 maybe <laughs> Where I just like I didn't know I was at the time but I was probably like vo- vlogging my life um and making the most ridiculous random videos um and then like creating like a CD like putting on a CD and making a cover for oh my gosh the more I think about it that was wild time um so cringy looking at now but so funny at the same time but yeah I just clung to anything digital and anything creative um i my first job this is a question that i really am intrigued to ask all of my interviewees about what their first job is because i feel like that is such a relatable um question because we all started somewhere right like some of the most epic people in the world had the most basic jobs when they were like younger and in their teens and i think that's something we can all relate to so for me my first job was a waitress at the local um, go-to club and i um, it was a great job. It was definitely a great job. Um, I, I, yeah, built enough um, money to buy my first car, things like that, um, but it definitely taught me that I didn't want to be employed. <laughs> as ruthless as that sounds it was so true i was like i am too much of a control freak i cannot handle being under somebody um and i just want to control everything and yeah so anyway and also i just wasn't vibing the hospitality thing like working when everybody else is playing i just because also this venue that I worked at was on the river. So I would literally see like my family, like drive past in the boat going out for a ski. And that would like shatter my heart. <laughs> Literal tears would happen. Um, <laughs> but it was okay. Cause I got to work with some great friends there too. And it was, yeah, it was all great, but classic first job vibes. So I was a waitress. Um, yeah. And then, At 15, I met my partner, Drew, who I am still with now and who is the father of my bubba. Drew and I met upriver, which is so cool. I love that that's our story. Um, All of our families every year uh, when I was younger used to, I don't know if everybody knows what a houseboat is. I think that's just common knowledge for me, but, yeah, like a houseboat, like a boat on the river um, that you can, like, stay on. (laughs) This probably is common knowledge. I don't know. Anyway, we used to do houseboat trips every single year, maybe even a few times a year. Um, And, yeah, like probably, yeah, from quite a young age we did this. And it was when I was 15. It was actually the Australia Day trip, I reckon, in 2014. We, yeah, met Drew. I met Drew, and I just remember him being, like, the funniest guy I had ever met. I thought he was, like, 10 years older than me because I felt like a child. Well, I was. I was 15. <laughs> um, but I just remember him being super funny, and, yeah, I thought he was super mature because he would, like, have conversations with my mom. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was mature. I just thought it was super old. He was at the, like, adult's table. I still felt like the child. He was at the adult's table having, like, adulty conversations with um yeah the parents so I just thought he was older but anyway eventually um got followed by him on Instagram and um this was back in the day when Instagram didn't have like a DM place for messages so you could only like comment and I actually like going back to me being obsessed with um anything creative and digital I had this phase where I was like fully obsessed with gopros (laughs) this is so embarrassing okay um yeah I was fully obsessed with GoPros so I'd like make GoPro videos um out of things happening in my life and then put them on YouTube I really hope people don't (laughs) find them now I should probably take them down anyway oh my goodness I've just opened up a can of worms okay so yeah I was obsessed with this GoPro and um, yeah, I made this GoPro video of Easter and there was bits and snippets of, like, Drew in there. I, like, at this time, I didn't think of him as, like, I was in, I was 15. I did, honestly couldn't care less about boys. I was quite a tomboy as a child and I, boys were not in my frame of mind. Um, and then, yeah, um, just got to know him. I thought he was super old and I posted this video that I created of Australia Day on, my instagram and he liked it obviously and because i tagged him in <laughs> uh i don't even know if i want to share this story but i feel like i've gone this far so i have to okay so we started like commenting please don't go back on my instagram actually no it's on my other old account you won't be able to find it so we started commenting like having this like comment conversation on this um on this photo Sorry, on this this video that I've created and it was just so cringy and I, at the time, I actually didn't have Facebook. I felt like I was, I don't know, I was too young. (laughs) All these things are just coming back to me. But, yeah, I thought I was too young, but he, yeah, pretty much said, like, get Facebook, you loser, um, so he could talk to me. So I obviously did that (laughs) and, yeah, we started talking. Um, and then, um, I knew that we had another, uh, houseboat trip coming up in Easter that same year. So we were super keen to catch up then and yeah, the rest was history. Um, and we started dating, I think a few days after Easter, um, classic, like 15, 16 year old relationship vibes. And yeah, we've just grown up together and it's pretty bizarre and, um, but yeah, we've yeah, we've stuck together, still love him to bits and absolutely love him even more since seeing him become a father. Um, but yeah, that's our little story. So yeah, I met him at 15 and yeah, was glued, glued to a boy. So that was me, 15. Then yeah, talking about high school and like career stuff. So while this is all going on and more, so, probably more so moving towards like year 11, year 12. Um I I didn't really love high school. I didn't really enjoy anything academic. <laughs> like it's funny why I think about all of this now. All of this stuff um I enjoy so much more now because it's relevant to my life. But at the time I just I I just didn't really love it. I like I I went to school for friends and I went to school for the create like creative um yeah. Topics and things like that, and also probably because I had to go to school. So, yeah, I really clung to digital media um, in high school. I had a brilliant, brilliant teacher. Shout out to Jodi at Remakai. She's a legend. Um, She really nurtured me in high school um, and really put some confidence in me and taught me the foundations of all the Adobe platforms that really set me up for my career um yeah so I mean I'm 24 I'm still very young I know that but yeah so um anyway moving on with in year 12 obviously like I mentioned before you are asked a lot of questions by family members by teachers about what do you want to do when you leave school uh, what are you gonna yeah what's your job like what, are you gonna go to uni what are you gonna do um for me the thought of going to uni scared me I didn't know really what I wanted to do but one thing that always glued to the back of my mind was um that classic saying about uh if you do something you love you'll never work in it work a day in your life and I remember like that being such a big big part of my decision making and I always used to think like what am I good at what do I enjoy doing um what what could that mean like what career could I make out of that I always fantasize the idea of being my own boss like I said I like my first job as a waitress um was great but I I really loved control (laughs) and I think being a young kid on Instagram as well Like, shout out to the women ahead of me. Shout out to the women, like, who started businesses on Instagram and shared, like, their stuff and made a living before me because those are the women that I have to thank for the reason why I trusted myself. As a young kid on Instagram, seeing other people, particularly female, particularly start design businesses um I followed a few graphic designers who were making a living out of um creating logos and stuff at the time that's all I thought it was (laughs) um creating logos uh, for businesses and doing some cool stuff like that and just just in general working for themselves on their own terms and being able to control their working hours and work where they wanted and go on holidays and work and pretty much live off a laptop I was obsessed like I was that kid that I was obsessed with that on Instagram so when I was faced with these questions in year 12 well year 11 and year 12 um I guess I really probably thought a bit too hard about what I enjoyed and what I could make a living off of and um pretty much my decision at the time this is like another big part of my life but um not big part but it I guess a pivotal part. Um, I From my water skiing days, like we would, um, I'd have tournaments, uh, like state tournaments, um, and a great group of us girls always loved talking about what bikini we were wearing and what brand it was from. And it was always exciting when you got a new pair of bikinis because you'd, yeah, anyway, you get the point. But um, obsessed, obsessed with swimwear. Cause we spent literally our whole lives in it in summer. Um, so then I was like, oh yeah, okay. I love swimwear. That's cool. Um, what else do I like? And I knew that I liked yet yeah, working on like on computers, like digital stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I could create a brand like a swimwear brand. <laughs> and this is a story I have not told because I just have never had the platform to share it, but, um, Yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll start a swimwear brand. Um, and then I started to think, okay, I'll I'll go to uni. And for me, um, uni is three and a half hours away or three hours away, like um, our regional town. Pretty much if you want to go to university, you have to leave. Um, leave your home and move down there. Um, whether you go to college or whether you Yeah, figure yourself out. But um that was scary for me. I was I'm a bit of a skatey cat, I still am actually. <laughs> um, so that was a big deal, but for, yeah, me, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll start a swimwear brand, that'll be my next thing. And it made me really, really excited about what the possibilities of that could hold. Um, and yeah, I'll go down to uni and do a fashion course and learn about how the hell do I do that? <laughs> how the hell do I create a fashion label? How the hell do I, um, design and manufacture and sales and I thought that's what I was going to learn anyway so that was my decision in high school um and throughout high school just to back all this up um in year 12 because obviously you have to get an ATAR and stuff to make it into uni my course that I wanted to do fashion wasn't that hard to get into um so I just pretty much did creative projects, at creative topics only. I did digital media and art and design, um, and then to like a bit more of a bludgy type uh, subject, just so I could focus on my creative stuff. Um, so I did that, and it it was funny. It proved I proved to myself that um, if you enjoy something you and just focus on what you enjoy rather than trying to um, get better at what you're not good at if you don't enjoy it. I nailed my two topics like I was so proud of myself like through high school I was such a C grader like I was just so yeah I was just there making it through high school and um, these two creative topics in year 12 I aced so I got A plus and merit so like 100% or whatever it is um which was just so bizarre to me because i didn't think that would ever be possible for me because i was such a yeah sea grader but to me that sent him like like cemented in my brain that i am good at this because i enjoy it like it's not hard for me because i genuinely love doing it like my year 12 projects were quite literally creating a brand and um, of course I decided to create a swimwear brand as my chosen project. <laughs> um create a brand and create a website for it and create um collateral to go with it and all the bits and pieces. So I absolutely loved that. Um and yeah, because of that I did really well, which yeah, made it really easy for me to get into this course. So school finished, hallelujah. I didn't like it. Um I probably loved year 12 out of everything because I got to do, yeah, something that I really enjoyed. But, um, yeah, moved on to the first year of school and I just went straight up to Adelaide um, and, yeah, started this fashion course. And I quickly learned that it was not for me. I, because I um, had to move, I still wasn't really stoked about that part of it, so I pretty much came home every single weekend. I drove home in my little Hyundai car that I still have. It's brilliant little coconut car. Um it yeah, I got me back and forth every single weekend I came home because I think I think anybody can relate if you had young love like you just so like, you can't leave. I I didn't like long distance. I had to be where Drew was. Um, And the other thing was I was obsessed with my river home. Like, I loved being on the river. So the thought of being, um, yeah, away from that on the weekend, I just made literally probably turn my stomach upside down at the time because, you know, first world problems when you're 18. Um, Yeah, so... <laughs> That was me. I was traveling back and forth. And because of this, let's talk about work. So because of my situation, I had to decide what was I going to do to make some money Um, because I obviously needed to make some money. And I didn't want to get a job in Adelaide because that meant that I probably will be tired there for the weekend. And I didn't want to get a job at home because I could only pretty much work on the weekend. And that defeats the whole purpose for coming home. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. So in that moment um, of, yeah, trying to navigate that, I decided that I was going to start a business. This is where it all began for me. (laughs) So side to this swimwear label thing, side to uni. Um, This is a super random part of my story, but I started designing these um, newborn prints I called them at the time my um, partner's sister just had a baby and um, I designed this print of her face cute little newborn face um, to put on their wall so uh, I claimed it and called it the newborn print and it's pretty much just a line illustration an illustration sorry of of her face, Summer. Shout out to little Summy. She helped me begin my little journey. Um, I just, yeah, did this illustration of her face and put her name and birthday underneath it, whatever. So I did this print and then um, after doing that, a few other people wanted one and, you know, how that story goes. Ended up, yeah, making an Instagram page just for my newborn illustrations and then, yeah, website and sold some prints and I actually did quite a lot of newborn prints um but yeah it was really great I decided that yeah I would do that as my source of pocket money (laughs) pocket money income while I yeah went to uni in Adelaide um I was super thankful and grateful and lucky to have my parents still support me in that um like first few years out of high school as well um rent wise so I could pretty much that pocket money from my illustrations was yeah for me to just put fuel in my car and um <laughs> to get home every weekend so it was this yeah little cycle that I had going on but so pretty much 19 or 18 year old me whatever I was um I was living with Drew my partner's um at the time he lived in Adelaide too so I was super lucky to have that but um yeah i pretty much did back and forth uni um and worked on my little business after hours so after uni after doing my homework i would do everybody's newborn illustrations and yeah that was just my little show for that whole first year it got to um, the second year of uni halfway through the year and it was actually in the um semester break so holidays and I got to be home for two weeks. Um, I was really not looking forward to going back to uni. And like for that first year I still held strong. Like I I just thought it's just the first year of uni, you know, like I'm not loving it, but maybe it's gonna get better. Maybe it's gonna I think for me like it wasn't hitting what I thought it would be. Like we were doing a lot of sewing and like I probably maybe I didn't read the course description very well I don't know but um it was a lot of sewing and I was just so not into that I'm like I don't want to do the sewing part like I want to outsource this stuff um like I get you probably need to know that what effort goes into it and like huge appreciation now for like fashion because so much effort goes into each and every single piece but um yeah, all of that stuff and like fashion history, I just couldn't get a shit about, you know. Um, so yeah, I, in that break, I was like, I, I really, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. And I think I had a moment with myself. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm always been that person who's like, do what you like. Like, like I said before, like my mantra was, um, all about like doing something you love, so you never work a day in your life and I just felt like that wasn't really true to me anymore. Like I wasn't enjoying my time there. Um, I wasn't enjoying having to leave to go to Adelaide every week. And classic me, I'm a little bit spiritual, you know, like my personality. I just intrigued in that stuff, and I actually had some tarot cards, um, and I hadn't really used them before. I don't. I think I got them. I had a, like a, a voucher from getting my um, like a a book voucher for my merits from the school and that's what i got and i still hadn't really used them anyway in my like this break in this moment i'm like oh maybe maybe this tarot cards will have the answer for me like maybe they'll tell me what i need to do here um so classic i yet read all about the tarot cards and i did the whole thing and pulled cards and whatever um and pretty much i mean who knows but these cards i swear pretty much told me that like the the message was that i was ready like that i don't need something anymore and i'm ready to move on and i'm like they're talking about school i mean like uni (laughs) talking about my uni course. i don't need to do uni anymore like i'm ready i'm ready to do this with my label on my own um (laughs) so in that moment i turned to my mom because i was still living at home in the in that time like um When I was coming home from uni, I was staying at home with my parents still. And I said to my mom, I turned to her, I'm like, I think I want to quit uni. I think, like, I don't think I like it anymore. Um, And to me, that was such a big moment because um, I've, like, I'm a very determined person. Like, especially through my water skiing as well, I had this, like, yeah, determined competitive streak in me and I never wanted to be the quitter, you know? I never wanted to give up. I never wanted to quit. So me admitting halfway through a uni course that I didn't want to do it anymore. It felt really heavy for me. Um and I was very scared to tell my parents. Um but yeah I turned to my mom and I said, like, I don't think I want to do it anymore. Like I'm not keen. Like I don't think I need it anymore. Like in my mind, still, I was still gonna do this when we level, but I'd do it a different way. I'd figure out how to do it on my own. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't, yeah, keen. So anyway, I quit. <laughs> I quit, and um, yeah, stoked. Moved home. Um, in terms of, oh, by the way, I'd never mentioned the name of my business illustration business. I called it Evie Designs because um, summer. Um, the first newborn I illustrated my niece pretty much my niece um, she calls me Abby she was the like I mean I think other people called me Abby before but particularly remember her calling me Abby so I called myself Abby designs so anyway so in the Abby designs world um, things were taking along really well I had yeah a really good stream of like orders coming through the downside about all of that, I think I was charging like $80 a print. And for me, I was like taking three hours to do a print minimum. Because I had they were all custom because I illustrated every single newborn's face. Um, so it took me a fair while and like when I really divided it all up, I really wasn't making much money for how much time I was spending. When you also took into account the subscriptions I was paying and all of those bits and pieces, you know. So in that world, yeah, I was just ticking along, making these illustrations, quit uni, moved home, so excited um, and thought, all right, I'm going to f- make Ebby Designs my my job. That's going to be my job. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to make this um, bigger than what it is because I can give it some more time now and I will work on the swimwear label in the background as well that was my um vision at the time and i pretty much yeah just hacked it. ebby designs ended up evolving a fair bit so in that year because i had time to spend on it i um got a lot of lot more jobs just to do like random graphic design stuff because people from my illustrations people gathered that i knew graphic design and because of that um I would just get asked by friends or people that knew me locally, can you do a logo, can you do a business card, can you do a website? Um, Because I'd done all of this stuff for myself, so people just needed help with it. So I just um, said yes, I loved the opportunity. I absolutely frothed on, like, getting to do that stuff for people and, like, see it in real life. Um, And eventually I started taking on more and more because the word of mouth Um, I live in a smaller town um, and I guess that service wasn't really available too much at the time and yeah I just slowly built myself um, a bit of a name and transitioned into a uh, yeah just graphic design business um, for businesses and eventually I let go of the newborn print stuff because it just wasn't making me much money compared to um, the other stuff so and to be honest, I had designed that, that many newborn illustrations I was getting pretty over it too. Like I still love them, they're super cute still. And so many people have asked if I'm going to do one of Bali, but honestly, I did so many that I was just getting really bored of it. So, yeah, fresh new outlook. I was doing graphic design um and from that I just yeah, refine and refine and refine and eventually it just turned into more of a branding business. And I started to, um, yeah, really enjoy that brand aspect of uh, graphic design. While this is all going on, like I said, I was still working on uh, my sumo label. I did like a little um, business course as well um, that year to hopefully be able to help me build this with my label but eventually I just I still wasn't finding the passion for it I literally had everything done for it I had designed a full collection had the brand had everything really ready to go and press um I even had a manufacturer um and I was really set on doing things like ethically and sustainably too so it was going to be really expensive for me to start um and all of these things when eventually it got to the point where I, it was just waiting for me to press go on the whole thing, pretty much. Like, commit to the first collection and the overwhelm just caught me and and I just realised that I wasn't actually enjoying it. Like, I didn't really love it. Like, I was just following the um, 17-year-old me, like, from high school. I just didn't, didn't want to be that giver-upper. I was just doing what I thought I had to do, you know, um and the main thing that i learned in those moments was that it was never fashion and swimwear that i was passionate about it was never that it was the brand side of fashion it was the branding side of anything i was obsessed with the idea of being able to design a logo and design the the colors and the fonts and the website and the collateral that came with it the tags the product how it was packaged how it felt on social media making a brand out of it and like how those brands made you feel um, and being a part of their community I was obsessed with that I wasn't obsessed with the actual swimwear design no way like And it wasn't until I got honest with myself that I realized that. And then that's, yeah, when I really thought I'm going to be a brand designer. That's what I'm going to do. And from that moment, I gave up my swimmer idea and I just really um, focused on, yeah, being, um, yeah, the go-to brand designer around. And um, I, yeah. I just furthered my knowledge. I was completely obsessed and passionate about it, so I didn't find it at all a task to further my education and teach myself more um, skills on Adobe and, yeah, and just refine my business as a whole. So pretty much my story goes from there. I um, built AB Designs into what it was before I had a baby. and that gave me yeah full-time job and it was full-on like I I felt like I lived a thousand years in my five years of business (laughs) but um I did all the classic business owner things like hit burnout and overwhelm myself and um but yeah I like freaking love my job love my job so much I really in the last year before Bali was born, or well, before Bali was probably conceived more so, um got really uh into the more so of the brand experience side of things, the brand strategy side of things, rather than just the graphics and learn more about what it means to actually design a brand rather than just the identity. Um so I'm really obsessed with that stuff. But as a whole, um, I got to work with some beautiful clients, um, create some gorgeous stuff and stuff that I'm still proud of and people that I still talk to. And I just, yeah, built really beautiful friendships and, um, just felt grateful every day that I could do my own thing, um, work with people that I wanted to and do something I was passionate about every day. And I, yeah, really, yeah, I just felt so stoked and grateful about life that I was, yeah, I found my, um, thing that I could do that I enjoyed every day that didn't feel like work, you know, back to my motto from high school. So that was me, um, in amongst all of this with Drew. um, we bought a piece of land, um, I can't even remember what the year that was, but we bought a piece of land and we held on to that for a little bit while I, yeah, built my business up. So I had the financials to, yeah, go and get a loan and build a house, do the things. Um, And yeah, we built a house and moved in, in 2001. Yeah, that's right. So 2001, Bali was born in 2022. So did I say 2001? 2021. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so we built a house, which was fantastic, Um, and I've just pinched myself that we actually even did that. So in amongst like the building uh, progress, in amongst the um, process of building, I um, decided that I – this is like a leg off going into the motherhood realm – I decided that I was going to quit the pill at at the time I was on the pill in high school. I went on it. I can't even remember how old I was, but I had really bad skin. So classic pill story, you know, had bad skin, went on the pill, fixed my skin. Um, and at the time, um, while I was, while we were building our house, I was working with like, I, for some reason must've just been in a a naturopath brand magnet at the time, (laughs) which I, loved. I worked with quite a few people in like that natural health space and it was just it's really interesting as a brand designer getting to talk to um people of different industries because for me how I run um my branding projects I get real deep on in these lives of the people who I'm working with and um I want to know everything like I want to know where everything comes from I want to know all the things so from working with these people in their natural health space, I naturally started to um, be more intrigued in my own health as well, which is fascinating how clients impact my personal life. I, I tend to, yeah, it's actually crazy when I look back at my clients. Um, but I decided that um, I wanted to get off the pill and actually um, take on my skin issue. Uh, in a natural way and actually see what's going on rather than just masking it with the pill. So yeah, that was my goal that year along with building the house was to to get off the pill, see what my skin would do. And if it was going to get bad again, I wanted to get to the root cause um, and fix my skin naturally um, and not have to use the pill to do that. So yeah, you can guess what happened. I, few months after I um fell pregnant accidentally um oh this is gonna bring up all the emotions guys okay so yeah it was 2021 wasn't it yes 2021 May I yeah Found out I was pregnant. I was still, we were still, um, hadn't finished our build yet. So Drew and I were still living with my parents. So I felt really super awkward about that, like falling pregnant under my parents' roof. Well, um, (laughs) but yeah, I was super emotional. Like I, I've always, always wanted to have a baby. Always wanted to have a baby. Um, love the idea of being a young mum and all those things. I think it just wasn't on my radar because at the time, like my focus was building the house and like Drew and I moving into our own home together and starting our life together, you know, how it goes. And, um, yeah, so that wasn't forefront of my mind, but I definitely wanted a baby, like probably not long after we moved into the house, probably. I don't know. Um, it's hard to remember what I was actually feeling in those times, but yeah, so I fell pregnant. Um like classic shakes, you know, like full excitement, getting had to get used to the idea real quick about um being a mum. And how I was gonna tell Drew that he was gonna be a dad and and how I was gonna tell the <laughs> fam and all the things and drastically and quickly trying to figure out the dates about like when are we gonna be on a house and Like, are we going to be in our house, like, early enough? So, anyway, you know. So, told Drew he was super excited and all the things. And um, I had a dating scan booked. I think I was, I don't know. I feel like I was five weeks. Okay. Just quickly before anybody judges all of this, um, I honestly had no idea what the heck I was meant to do like I had no idea was I meant to go to the doctors was I meant to see a certain doctor I don't know I also because it was such a surprise to me I didn't want to ask anybody I just wanted to figure out on my own so I went to a doctor the first one I could get in literally like the next day um because I didn't want to tell Drew until I knew that I was like the, the stick said I was pregnant you know but like I I wasn't convinced in a way like I I don't know, my line was, like, super faint, um, and I needed, I don't know, um, someone else to tell me that I was pregnant. So I wanted to see a doctor before I told Drew because um, I didn't want to, like, yeah, tell him the wrong news, you know. So anyway, I did that. I went to the doctors. Obviously, like, I just showed him the photo, like, of my stick. And he was like, yeah, you're pregnant. My Is that it? Like, do you want to test something else? Um, but, yeah, anyway. I felt like the doctor I seen, like, there's no offense taken to anybody, but, like, the doctor that I seen probably, he wasn't really that involved or aware, I don't know, of, like, the process from there. I'm not sure. We live in a rage town. I don't know how it all works. But anyway, he booked me a dating scan, and it was definitely, in hindsight, booked way too early. It was five weeks. Um, It was, like, an external ultrasound. anyway it was, we went into that and pretty much, yeah, I think I was like five and a half weeks and it there pretty much wasn't much going on. Like there wasn't much to see, but there was something and yeah, the sonographer couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And he said like, you're way too early. You know, you shouldn't be here. I, I had pretty much, to be honest, I had a bad experience. Um, it made me feel very emotional. I was very, very confused about what the heck I was meant to think. So pretty much from there i just started to feel doubt cuz i just thought what if it what if i'm not too early what if i what if there was meant to be some i don't know i, I was so confused mm-hmm. so um from there went back to the doctor started to look at my hcg levels um they were there they were rising um but yeah there were some concerns about how much they were rising by um I felt like I had blood tests like every second day It was so draining but um eventually I ended up bleeding and um experienced a miscarriage so that was around six seven weeks and not entirely sure from quitting the pill my like cycle was like all over the place um so anyway long story short I had a miscarriage so my surprise pregnancy resulted that in that way um and it completely rocked me. I like I hadn't told anybody yet apart from um yeah, Drew, really, and the I, I just I didn't even know how to approach telling my parents that I was pregnant and now I'm not like I felt robbed of that first beautiful opportunity to tell anybody that you're pregnant because I had to follow it follow it up with but I lost it. Um because I had no idea, like, I honestly had no idea about miscarriages and how common they were, I felt completely alone in it, Um, yeah, just, yeah, mid-build, it, it was like the shittest, yeah, shittest experience, it's just so cruel, no one should ever, ever have to go through it, but it happens far too often, one in four, as probably many know, Um, but yeah, so that was my first pregnancy experience, I was lucky enough to past that naturally, which um, I guess made the experience a little less stressful. But um, yeah, that was my first pregnancy experience. So from there, that was in May um, and we ended up moving into our house in September that same year. So, um, yeah, that, that, that time in between was very, um, confusing. I didn't know what I wanted anymore because I, I think I had to get used to the idea that I was going to be a mum, And then I, all of a sudden that got taken away from me and now I wasn't going to be a mum, Um, and I didn't know what I wanted. I'm like, do, do I want it? Do I want a baby now? Like, cause at that time, obviously we weren't trying, but, um, felt like we were in it we were already in it so i already got used to that idea and i was really bloody excited and so it was drew and it was just so exciting and beautiful that whole that yeah few weeks that we thought we were gonna have a baby um and yeah so i was so confused i was yeah highly emotional easily triggered um yeah, shout out to the women who have experienced miscarriage um, and pregnancy loss. It's so unfair. Um, Yeah, regardless of your experience, it's just so unfair. And, yeah, we deserve all the love in those moments. So the next time, so, yes, hence, let's talk about the next time, Um, moved into the house yay that was really super exciting one thing I will add along all of this is um career wise I was still working um it was really hard for me I found around the time of miscarriage to like to pretend nothing would <laughs> happen with work wise um I, this is one other thing I'm so grateful for my job at the time I was working with some beautiful um beautiful clients who I felt comfortable enough to email and tell them the truth about what had happened um and that I needed I think I just said like two weeks just um yeah push push timelines and stuff out another two weeks I just need a break and to sort myself out again um it was actually funny shout out to Kristen from body wise, Birth wise which is now mama wise um I was working with her um at the time just starting a project a really big project for her rebranding and packaging design and all the things um and she was the most perfect person shout out to Kristen um yeah perfect person to have as a client while I went through that I shared my experience with her and she um sent me this beautiful email that I needed so much at that time about um her own experience I think it was her first uh, pregnancy as well literally very similar story to me so um in those moments I just felt so grateful about the work that I do the people that I work with and the fact that I yeah had trusted myself to to build this little business um to to nurture this time of my life so that was that was really a blessing um but yeah moved into the house um throughout this time as well I was creating a online course if you have followed me um you would know what I mean by DVB. so I also um throughout that year created a uh, course called Design Biz Beginners which pretty much is my business in a course Um, and I wanted to create an online course that um, I could share with uh, other women other girls who wanted to build a design business as well because just naturally you know how Instagram goes um, I just found my dms were always flooded with other women asking questions about how do you do xyz like related to design business they want to start something similar um all these very um specific questions about design business but um yeah so anyway i found myself pouring my heart out on the dms and i'm like this is valuable stuff like and it's taking me so long to do nobody's paying for like this information and this time so i thought you know what I'm going to put this in a course, an online course, um, and, uh, yeah, see how that goes. Cause for me, if anybody knows me, I'm like a serial visionary, like creating new ideas all the time. I'm always trying to do something new. Hence why you're listening to me on a podcast now. Um, but yeah, I'm always trying to create something and like change my life up a bit and, um, take on a new challenge so dvb was my next challenge and yeah created that throughout that whole time and to be honest like I really loved the idea of like getting to work with a new um market as well but also in my head um I thought you know if there's one day that I want to have a baby um if I have an online course maybe that will be a great way to be able to have maternity leave and um make some income from the years of work and years of experience that I have um while still being able to be present at home with a baby. And this is I'd made this call cool before um that surprise pregnancy. So it's kind of funny how it all works. Hey, so anyway, that's me kind of preparing for my maternity leave one day, my future maternity leave. Um, but yeah created the course it took me like two years from the time I thought about it to the time I actually like launched it and it went really well and still is going really well and it's like this little um escape that I love for myself where I've group group um calls like every night of this course I only launch it maybe twice a year open the doors twice a year but um, The girls that do that call us, I just love them to bits and I love following their journey and I love being a part of their story and being able to help them and skip, like, mistakes and just, yeah, help out where I can. So shout out to all the DBB, DBB girls, especially the ones who trusted me that first round because um, I was so shit scared, sort of like how I'm scared of this podcast. <laughs> but I was so shit scared of, like, what do I know? Like, who am I to teach anybody anything? Um, so yeah, for a lot of imposter syndrome with that, but, uh, yeah, the first girls that did it, I had 15 girls that went through the first time and, um, the testimonials and the feedback that came out of that were absolutely beautiful. And I still pinch myself that they're talking about my course. Um, so yeah, I, yeah so grateful that I did that but also so grateful that those girls trusted me the first time so yeah I was in the midst of creating that when we moved into um the house that we are in now so I think I had maybe three or four modules to still record um since we moved into the house but pretty much moving on uh, a few weeks after moving into the house, I found out I was pregnant again, which was the most exciting thing. But as many know who have experienced miscarriage, especially probably the first time, um, I was so freaking terrified. Like I didn't know what to feel. I, I was so excited um, for the opportunity again and I was so so grateful i had this whole new perspective on pregnancy and i was so grateful that um i was able to conceive again so um soon so there was a four month gap i think four maybe five month gap between those pregnancies um but i was just so grateful and yeah but i was yeah terrified that first trimester i found really hard mentally um trying to I wanted to let myself be excited about it, but I also didn't want to let myself get excited about it um, just in case. But um, my approach was very different. The second time I pretty much told everyone, (laughs) not not everyone, but like my close family and friends straight away, like literally in days of finding out myself, Um, because I just wanted everybody to know so if it happened again I had them to lean on and their support um, I just didn't like the first time it being a big secret and then having to share like exciting but sad news all at the same time I hated that so that's what I changed the second time um I was so excited when I felt sick for the first time so my first trimester I did get sick but um I was so excited about it because it to me, it was like, yes, I'm still pregnant. <laughs> I'm still pregnant. Like give me all the signs that this is still happening. Um I remember being so excited that first view. <laughs> Obviously that got old real quick, but um to me it was yeah, I felt like it was such a privilege to experience those um first trimester feelings and nausea and all the things so um yeah anyway without going I don't want to make this like a full pregnancy birth podcast but so yeah in terms of balancing and managing that time of my life with work uh it was a little bit hard in the fact when I was yeah super tired and also just dealing with the emotions of um I guess the first trimester uh, hoping for the best and battling between being positive and then feeling negative and emotional and all of those things. I um at the time had beautiful, again, beautiful clients who were, yeah, awesome and, yeah, pretty understanding about everything. And it's funny how, like, yeah, like I said before about, the type of clients I was working with and how that kind of reflected in my life, I found myself working with so many mothers as well. So I felt really um, nurtured and understood with all of that. I, f- I feel like it was probably leading up to my dating scan this time. I had another dating scan at eight and a half weeks. Um, leading up until then, I found myself, It was I found that difficult because I was really anxious about that and yeah go between being positive and negative up until then but after that that was the best thing ever um that day scan I remember that day I just literally did not stop smiling I think I went to bed still grinning and like sore cheeks um after seeing that little heartbeat for the first time which I never got the first never got the previous pregnancy sorry so that was just the best feeling in the world um never ever ever forget that moment but I found myself pick up um pick up the bead a little bit after that because I wasn't so obviously things can still happen but I wasn't so um nervous and anxious once I knew she was there and growing and yeah alive So work wise, I quickly had to get my shit together because, um, I was pretty much like that time of life in my design business, I was living my like best designer life. Then in terms of the clients that I was working with and booking out, I had a wait list that was extending beyond six months in advance, um, which was so exciting and, um, yeah it was just awesome it was so cool but i had to yeah really think about getting my ducks in line is that what they say because obviously i was gonna have a baby um or hopefully have a baby and that meant i needed to know when she was going to be due how i was going to navigate maternity leave when i could book clients up until when i could book clients after like all this stuff because people were wanting to book in. And I didn't know um, how to navigate that. Like I had to, yeah, think about that straight away because, um, yeah, people wanted to book in. And the hardest thing was knowing like, okay, maternity leave. Do I work up until the day she's born? Do I give myself some time beforehand? okay, I've got three months from the government, I might take that. But, like, what happens after those three months? Obviously, she's not going to be ready for anybody to look after her, and I'm not ready for that either. Like, i obviously new to motherhood. I'll be figuring myself out, figuring it all out again. And um, I, yeah, it was like, well, what about after those three months, how do I navigate that? I'm going to have to go back to work, ha- like, I don't know what it's like to look after a newborn. I don't know how much time you have on your hands. I don't know how much I'm going to want to work, let alone need, like, have the time to work. Um, What's my creativity going to be like? Am I going to be on a creative low or a creative high? Um, So many questions for myself. So, yeah, I had to, it, it felt like such a guessing game. And, yeah, the fact that, like, nobody gives you maternity like no one pays you maternity leave if you work for yourself apart from obviously what's available um government wise but yeah I had to sort myself out there so and it was a weird feeling because you don't even have a bump yet (laughs) all you know is um the pregnancy stick said you're pregnant and Um, you've got this little scan of this little bean in your belly, um, and you're having to like fully change the scape like of your future. Um, yeah, and it feels like I'm still on that guessing game right now. (laughs) So pretty much what I did, I decided that I would finish work at 37 weeks because, um, I knew from previous times just going on holidays and things how much more relaxed I was when I knew um, all work was done and uh, all emails were answered and those sorts of things. So to me, I'm like, I don't want to go into labor knowing that I've still got X, Y, Z to do or this client just needs these final files. I don't want to have a newborn and... Feel like I need to just respond to that email because I just didn't tie those loose ends off. So I said to myself, I'll try my best to finish at thirty-seven, and yeah, give myself some actual time to rest and chill out and not worry about going into labour with a few items on my to-do list still. Um, So that was my plan, and I, in terms of booking after my. Baba was born I would usually book quite a few clients in a month and instead I just decided I think I went with yeah uh, I think I only maybe booked two or three for the rest of the year after Bali was born or after the baby would be born um hoping that I wasn't going to give myself too much but there was room to add if I felt like I could but um yeah, anyway, in terms of like first trimester and pregnancy as a whole, I just loved that time of my life. Like I loved being pregnant so much. It felt like such a blessing. I think because as soon as I found out I had that like surprise pregnancy, I was thrusted into the world of, yeah, conception, pregnancy, birth, all those things that I hadn't really given too much thought beforehand and realized how much of a miracle um having a baby in your belly is. Um yeah, it's like I really I really want to just take a moment actually to just to send so much love to people who might not have a straightforward Um, conception story, birth, uh, pregnancy story, birth story. Um, yeah, I just, I'm a very emotional person. Anyone that knows me well will know that I'm really sentimental, (laughs) almost too sentimental and emotional. I get very attached to certain moments in my life that I, I don't know. It's almost like a fear that I'm gonna miss the moment or, um yeah miss the gratitude like opportunity to be grateful. and yeah, just really basked in how grateful I was that whole time. like I would just would wake up every morning and just be grateful for another day of pregnancy. Um oh, it was so special. like it's just magical the the feeling of knowing that you are the portal for another little soul to come into the world is just the most incredible. Um, privilege there is like for, that's how I felt anyway. I know not everybody has um, that story but and has those feelings, but for me that's that was my journey. I just absolutely loved everything to do with pregnancy as a whole um yeah, I worked away. I loved working in between that time too because every time I would finish another project uh, for another client, it felt like I was like this one step closer to meeting my baby. And yeah, I just had a new spring in my step as well. I just, I worked on some beautiful projects in between that time too. Um, and it was so, it was, it was crazy as well. As I mentioned earlier about working with Kristen um, from Mama Wise and doing the packaging design, it was all so timed so well because we finished her project and I got to use her products as well for my own pregnancy um leaning into labor um which was such a like full circle moment because it all started with that um yeah experience of having a miscarriage when i first started working with her and then getting to um yeah finish that project and in time be able to use those products that i had worked with her on um and the brand that i worked with her on in yeah that moment where i finally got to experience um yeah positive pregnancy positive um yeah labor and whatever but anyway in terms of like um yeah i guess the rest of my pregnancy i felt very grateful that i had a very smooth um uncomplicated pregnancy I did a round of DVB in my pregnancy as well, which was nice. So I decided to structure that I would do, like in preparation for managing my business and maternity leave. I decided I'll do a round of DVB before and around straight after my maternity leave from, um, yeah, that three month maternity leave would finish. I'll do another round then because DVB for me, like it's still work and I have to do. Still a little bit for it, but um, I could manage that. I knew I could manage that with a three-month-old, um, because it was usually just the one, de- um, one group call. Sorry, on yeah Monday nights. Um, and most of the work was yeah the uh, more so lead up work getting everything prepared and ready so i could do that when bali was a newborn so that was kind of the idea how i would like move back into work and then yeah followed by client work as well after that so yeah i did a round of dvb before and around after but yeah pregnancy was so amazing i just yeah first mum vibes all the things had the baby shower did the nursery um how it's just so exciting. Like I found it's funny I think about it now, all the things I do differently for like another baby, but there's just nothing like that first time experience where you just get the most thing, like unnecessary things that you don't realize and you just got no idea. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, so worked, was pregnant. It was due in June. June. Um, I don't want to make this podcast a um, pregnancy and birth story podcast, but it is part of the journey. So in a nutshell um, in terms of Bali's entrance into the world, I yeah it was due in June. I had the most beautiful midwife Vic. Shout out to Vic. Um, We are lucky enough in the Riverland to have MGP, the midwife uh, group practice, as a kind of a default, I guess, like it's given to us all, Um, just what it is. So I was so like, I felt so grateful for that because I only have realized now since. being more immersed in that world that that isn't so easy to get into in other places but it's just the given here but yeah shout out to Vic she was like my birth angel um yeah it was so awesome to be able to have a midwife um come home to our house for appointments and things like that so yeah Bali was doing June and in a nutshell her story went um pretty much she went a week over and I she was born on a Friday so yeah went into I was actually meant to be induced um the day she was born but went into labor myself the night before which I was so happy about so stoked um yeah so I was in labor that Friday morning and then I honestly feels like such a blur but um just used the gas for most of the day got to about I think like I don't know 3 30 4 30 or something and um I was really struggling (laughs) I was just really on struggle street as many would know but uh they were more uh focused on Bali because her heart rate was really fluctuating going really really high and really low um with my contractions towards the end so yeah, everyone was a little bit stressed, and I was stressed knowing that she wasn't super happy as well. So I was given the option to either have an emergency cesarean in there and for it to be um, relaxing, I guess you can say, um, and not so much of an emergency, or I could continue as, as we were. And um, but yeah, there was yeah still a little bit of worry in the air for how Bali would tolerate the pushing stage and everything else anyway so I obviously was far over it in those moments and I all I could think about was I didn't care about myself I just wanted her to be safe all I could think about was her so um I was so done so off we off we went to emergency cesarean and I it's funny like I didn't ever consider that I would end up having a cesarean I um had done hypnobirthing cut out to Abby Braithwaite did hypnobirthing with her which I loved um and I was I've loved about hypnobirthing like rather than having a birth plan having um birth preferences and obviously I had preferred to had have a natural um yeah natural birth but I hadn't even really thought about cesarean but I guess from all the prep that I had done I Had was very open to um, whatever happens, happens, and just, yeah, making the most of, like, all the bits along the way. So I actually ended up loving my emergency caesarean. I thought it was magic. I still got to have my music and stuff in there, and I think also just because I (laughs) was in a full day of pain, I was just so relieved to... um, That to end, and yeah, to meet my baby, and yeah, so little Barley Faith Gartry was born on the 24th of June 2022, 702. Um, and that was the best, most magical moment of my life. I will never forget that cry, um, and realizing that they're like it's a legit little baby that you had inside of you that whole time, it just you know, but you just don't know, and yeah, it's crazy. Loved, loved my birth. Um, in the end, and yeah, so motherhood began from there. And because I had a cesarean as well, obviously you can't be too mobile. Um, I just loved watching Drew like really step into that fatherhood, um, role in those first few days because I couldn't move around too much. It was just so beautiful watching him he was he pretty much i don't even think i changed a nappy like for the first three days <laughs> he just did all the things and yeah it was so nice to watch him um guess had no choice but to do all of that straight off the bat um and while i could enjoy laying down because that's actually one other thing about my pregnancy was i had like yeah it was straightforward but i um like had very, very, very sore legs in bed every night, like real restless, achy legs that I'd have to honestly stand up um, in the middle of the night about seven times a night just to get off. Like the way I explained it was I felt the need to get off my feet like, this is in a laying down position, like, sleeping position. I felt like I was on my feet all night. So, like, the relief would be standing up. It was, like, the opposite. Anyway, I've, I'm pretty sure I got way more sleep with the newborn than I did in my late pregnancy. So, it was so nice to be able to lay there and just enjoy not having sore legs. And, um yeah, just dote over my beautiful little new little baby girl. Um Yeah, so she was amazing I just it goes so fast I'm sick of saying that but like it really does and I think um one thing that I've realized is that like before you have a baby six months can go by and you don't think anything of it because not much changes for you as like in that six months but when you've got a new baby you realize how precious those six months really are and like every day you wake up they're doing something different they're just a slightly yeah they're slightly different doing something new um yeah I'm sick of saying how much time flies but it bloody does um yeah so yeah motherhood began and honestly had I had no idea I didn't I I didn't read or learn much about like um yeah parenting mothering (laughs) sleep and settling I didn't really know anything about anything I um I guess I didn't really want to know much because I just wanted to see how the journey would pan out for myself and then look for knowledge if I needed it I'm grateful that um our feeding journey was pretty straightforward I swear barley came out literally wanting boob ASAP she was put on my chest after after our cesarean um yeah pretty much straight away after our guard test and um (laughs) all I can remember was she I could hardly look at her face because she kept trying to turn her head to try to find my boob um so thankfully she knew what she was doing um and yeah our feeding journey was really good straight away um but yeah in terms of like i remember i don't know how many weeks she was but like that phase where they start to wake up as a newborn and like need settling and stuff like they're not so like sleepy i swear barley hardly spent any time being sleepy it just went so fast um but i remember uh yeah i'm like what the heck i had no idea that they just I don't know we needed to be rocked I was I didn't know when that was meant to start and just all of a sudden yeah she was like that witching hour phase started and they needed yeah to be rocked to sleep and like wouldn't just go to sleep with me just putting her down so anyway that was a wake-up call and um yeah trying to figure all of that out was like yeah confusing and hard and um but you just work it out. I just I remember being so flustered by the concept of trying to leave the house for the first few times and like thinking how how is this how is this ever gonna get easier? Um, I remember looking at other moms when I was out thinking like, Oh my god, I I never I always looked at new mums thinking how beautiful it was that they were out and about, but now I'm like have a fully different perspective on how hard it is to try and figure out the timing of when to leave and feeding and um, being flustered out in public when your baby's crying and you don't know what they need and feeling like you should be the one who knows what they need, you know, all those things. Bali hated laying down in the pram, so that was annoying. Um, so anyway you know all those new mum things um the first three months it was just yeah I wish I could go back to that time of just like lying in bed all like not all day but pretty much a lot and her just snoozing and I held on to her for so many of her sleeves because it was just magic. I didn't want to miss the moments. Um, like I said, I'm so sentimental. So I had just, yeah, I knew that that time wasn't going to last and um, basked in all of the contact naps. I honestly think I reckon it was like she was three months old and I said to myself, I'm like, okay, I think I need to start putting it down a bit more for her sleep so I can actually get something done because now I'm meant to start working again so yeah working again well let me just say in hindsight I think next time I will give myself to six months not three months because I just feel like uh, Bali yeah naps and stuff you just don't get much time Bali was a cat napper Big time catnapper, and I felt like all I was getting was like 20 minutes, half an hour, and that's not enough time to do anything apart from like go to the toilet and get yourself a drink of water. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, and those were the moments where, uh, yeah, a lot of the change happened in my mind about what, what I was gonna do going forward because I just like realized how hard yeah getting work done in nap times was going to be um yeah and, and like I said in hindsight I probably would have waited to six months next time because finally yeah Bali started to have some longer naps so I could actually get something done in her nap times but um yeah like <laughs> figuring out when the heck to do anything I personally really Uh, I'm not even now like I'm not ready for things like childcare and stuff yet Um, that's just me I just don't feel ready for that I would really like to be as present as possible for Bali it's like this catch-22 for myself just figuring out what I want going forward because I want to be as present as possible I I want Bali to be um, brought up by people um, yeah that uh, related to her, and um, like me or Drew or Mum, um, but I also want to get work done. It's like, what do I want? How am I going to do this? It's more so like figuring out my yeah my stuff rather than anything else, um. But yeah, so work wise, yeah, I had to do obviously. Like I said before, I had a few projects booked in for myself that I um yeah did um in the the first yeah first few months after that three month maternity leave break but yeah uh, one thing actually before I move forward one thing that surprised me I thought that when Bali would be born I would be really keen and relaxed um to just bask in that newborn life and baby life and just enjoy not working and not having anybody want anything of me but I reckon it was like four weeks in and I was just getting so keen to work again. I, I felt such a strong desire to work, to be creative, especially working on my business and um coming up with change, new ideas and evolving and being more structured and being more time efficient and, um, outsourcing what like all the things I just had this new motivation to do stuff which I just thought I would be completely opposite before she was actually born which I found really interesting so ultimately looking ahead and like thinking about my career looking forward um I yeah because I was just so inspired and had all these ideas like all these new business ideas and um ways i could evolve my branding business and um but yeah just trying to like get clear on how i was going to achieve all of this and what i wanted it to look like um because i felt like after i after that 3 months i did those few projects and then i started to realize that like hang on i just want to have more of a break so i felt like i kind of went back into work and i'm still very much obviously in it but like i kind of i'm just at the moment, like especially in this creation phase of this podcast, I've just taken a bit of a step back to just work more on the business and um, how I want it, how I want life to look like going forward. Because in my mind, as well, I, I guess all of this is put into perspective how precious time is. I already knew how precious time is, and um, but for me, I realised that like if I want to be a mum just as much as I want to be a businesswoman, if I want to be present for Bali just as much as I want to be able to work, I want to make sure that the work is so completely worth being away from her. Not just on like making an income level, but on a soul cup filling level for me, on a level that like, makes me feel like I have a real true purpose beyond motherhood but also makes me feel excited and creative in a space that I can live in and be excited for um that I don't um feel that guilt in those moments about being away from Bali so that's kind of been my focus since and from all of this and from all of this creativity buzzering in my brain, I always keep coming back to that OG 17-year-old every mantra about doing what you love so you never feel like you're working a day in your life. Like I keep always going back to that. Such a model of my life. Um, but, yeah, redefining that. So ultimately, ultimately what that looks like for me at the moment is – refining my branding business as well so at the time of this launch for my podcast I'm also launching a fresh website for myself and I'm hoping to um, work with a new range of clients like I'd love to do some more product-based business stuff to more people in the motherhood realm as well because I love I love getting to work with other mums, especially now that I'm in that journey myself. I find even at the moment, I'm pretty sure like all of my clients are mums, but um, I have a new perspective on their time as well. And if things, yeah, things take a little bit longer than before or trying to schedule meetings in, in nap times, like I just have a new level of understanding for all that stuff. So I love yeah love the idea of getting to work with more mummers and yeah um kind of yeah playing in the product-based business a bit more too because I love getting to do um yeah all the bits and bobs that go along with all of that as well and yeah like <laughs> in the in the time that like all of this has happened since Bali was born and Um, me trying to figure myself out again. I feel like Bali's just taken over my Instagram account, so like probably doesn't even my business probably doesn't even look like it exists in the world (laughs) because it's all just Bali. But no regrets, because that's my life right now. And um, yeah, like I, I guess I'm just refining. It's businesses is like an ever evolving, especially like my kind of type of business I guess as well um it's all based around my time and my work like my creativity so my work is my life like they're so mushed together that they really rely on each other um so yeah moving forward I'm just playing I'm I'm getting more playful more purposeful and yeah with the whole podcast side of things too I um, when that kind of came about, I, I, I mean, in the back of my mind, I've always had this idea. I'm like, Oh, I'd love to do a podcast because Oh, like OG ages ago, Abby used to love and froff on doing the, um, like classic Instagram story, talk to the screen sort of stuff. And that really fizzled out because I just, didn't know what I wanted anymore through especially through that pregnancy phase because I just didn't know what my journey was gonna look like after Bali was born. I didn't know what I like what my I guess not purpose but like uh direction was anymore. So I didn't stop doing all of that and I felt this yeah, felt this need to talk somewhere else and I played with the idea of what that could look like. But so yeah, the podcast idea just It literally felt like it started as a little grain, little seed. Um, probably even before I was um before I had barley, I always felt like I wanted to have a podcast, but I never really was strong on the reason why I would want a podcast and what I would talk about and what I would do on there. But trying to like figure out how I could blend my love and yeah, absolute love for brands and um the appreciation that I have for well-built brands as well but also it wasn't until I become a mum where I had this new bursting appreciation for mothers in business like yeah from going through um all of those ebbs and flows and feelings and um new yeah new things to navigate I realized that oh my gosh there are so many epic businesses out there that are run by mums and they are in this juggle they have been where I have been and they have had to navigate this and like wow wow how amazing is that um and not only that but people like these women who like have built these brands have their own story too like whether that was a story about navigating um, a challenging time, conceiving, how draining that would have been, and how much that would have taken them out of their businesses, or um, yeah, different different pregnancy stories as well, or just motherhood in general, um, and just finding the new the new groove, the new groove for themselves. So all of these things kind of going around in my brain about, yeah, this new appreciation I had for mothers running businesses and um, wanting to tap more into that um, conversational side of myself and my love for brands as well and just wanting to kind of add a new spin to my life <laughs> and add some add something fresh and new. Um, yeah, this podcast was born and that is the stage that I am at right now in my life which is so crazy um that I can yeah talk about it on here now but as a brand designer I really uh, love getting real deep and um working with other women on understanding the the fact that your brand goes way beyond the visuals um, and the brand is much more to do with how you make other people feel and what their association and perspective of your business is to them. Um, And what really, I remember what really excited me about the idea of starting this podcast in those very first moments where I came up with this idea was that, I can give these brands, these already amazingly built brands run by epic mamas, give them the space to build um, build their brand by adding a different dimension to it, by adding this new layer of being able to share the story that brought this brand to to life the reason they are here the journey behind it the people they were before motherhood the people that they were before they built their brand what happened and why what were their perspectives in those those years to bring them to where they are now and we as consumers relate to those sorts of stories more than anything um and being able to build connection with brands through authentic storytelling um, is highly, highly valuable. And a big reason why we tend to feel belonging in a brand and why we buy from brands is because we feel a sense of relatability. We feel like we are understood there. We feel like we... um we belong there, you know. And I really thought, well, if I can add a whole new layer to these brands by getting, um, getting these women, these founders to to share the creation story, to share the journey that they've been on, um, they'll be able to further uh, deepen their connection with with their already incredible audience and give them a whole new layer and perspective to the brand that they already love and know um which just doesn't exist yet like we have instagram which is amazing obviously we can share videos we can share stories we can share posts we can share reels all the bits and pieces but there's nothing quite like sitting down and having a deep conversation with someone about this the story the the origins I love one part of my job that I just love so much is getting to sit down with my clients at the very beginning and unearthing the story about why they are sitting with me on a Zoom call or at my desk. Why are you here? Like, why, why are we rebranding? Why are we doing this brand? Whatever we might be doing, what's come, like, what has happened and what has happened in your mind to to arrive here and getting to hear the stories behind businesses is one of my favorite privileges of being a brand designer because i get so excited and it makes me question why don't we know that like as your audience already why don't we know that epic story why don't we know um about all those little details that have put you here today um and it's just probably because we just don't have the space for it (laughs) like it's yeah and I think a lot of us we all fight our own little form of imposter syndrome about why someone would want to know our story but at the end of the day our society thrives off storytelling we are big time lovers of stories whether that be watching movies reading books um or or even just following people um on a social uh, media level as well and getting to know the story that way but I think that's why podcasts have um become such an amazing thing in our society now in terms of the podcast I I do believe it to be more of a place to storytell rather than um educate or anything like that it's it's all episodes are going to be um interviews and i don't really like the word interview actually because i I don't want anybody to feel like they're being interviewed as such i want it just to be more of a platform for them to start at the beginning just like i have today um and share the creation story the creation story not only of their brand and um their babies but the creation story of them the creation story of everything that has happened in their life that they have done in their life to make them who they are today and what their lifestyle looks like today um, because that is ultimately what the, the journey that we're all on, right? Like we do all these things, we make all these decisions in our life because it's all a part of our our journey and what we want to experience in life and what makes us feel full, um, whether our story is what we um, wanted it to be in the first place or not, it is our story and it's what has made up what, yeah, the the, the whole <laughs> reason we are at the destination we've arrived at today and obviously ever-evolving destination. But um, those are really interesting stories, I find. So um, I'm going to bring those hopefully to your ears and honestly it's – one thing that I remember when I started, I'm like, I don't care if nobody listens because I'm gonna be listening. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely so excited to talk to these people for myself, just be able to, um, yeah, have have the opportunity to hear the stories myself. So being able to just share them with more ear holes like yours, um, right now that you're listening to. So yeah, I'm I'm just stoked to see where this goes, and if it doesn't go anywhere. I don't really mind <laughs> because it's all in the all in the process, all in the journey. And um, if you're a mama out there as well, who is either a business owner, finding yourself in new your motherhood, or late motherhood, or um, wanting to also be on this journey eventually, soon one day, um, or even if you yeah thinking about starting a business um in early motherhood. I, I hope this is a platform for you that makes you feel inspired and empowered that you can. Um, not that it's gonna be in any way easy because it's absolutely not, but um it's more so the fact that you can control um certain aspects of your lifestyle and the freedom that you might have. Um and that you you can be things that you want to be and you can make things happen um, that you dream of, just like the women have that I'll hopefully be interviewing, well, that I am interviewing. I also feel as though it's becoming more and more of a um, popular choice, I guess, for a lot of mums to want to, run their own businesses as well. Um them yeah, the mother business owner because it does give a a different level of freedom. Um it's obviously not for everybody, but um I, you see it more and more where mothers are host first baby and they realize that well they might have dipped their toe back into uh, the working world um and realize that it's not what like they're passionate about. And it's like I, like I mentioned before how realizing how precious time is now and wanting to make sure that that time you're working away from your baby is worth being away from your baby, not for the reasons of yeah income, but that too, but also um, filling up, filling up your cup, filling up your cup in a creative way, filling up your cup in a sense of purpose beyond motherhood way um so yeah I feel like it's becoming more of a, a popular choice and I feel like the podcasting world is a beautiful opportunity for all of us to just get real um and yeah unfilter unfilter everything I really do want to try and edit minimalistically yeah be all authentic as possible but i do also want to say like i i really hope nothing is um taken offensively along the line especially like even when i'm interviewing other people i just hope people can take their like each and every experience for um that particular person or my own experience and everybody else everyone has different um opinions and different experiences that make up their perception on things so i don't want anyone to ever feel like ideas are being pushed onto them more so just here for storytelling and sharing of experiences because i i love a good story i love a good story uh <laughs> Especially, especially ones that yeah we can all all relate to bits and pieces of. So all in all, I guess I can wrap this episode up. But yes, yeah, so I'm I'm so excited to give these mamas a space on the podcasting world to share not only yeah the their motherhood juggling journey, but how they built their brand too because I think that's something that I have wanted to tap more into um, with my background of brand design, get more into unpacking the brands that we already love and that are doing so well um, out in the world, unpacking the creation story of that because that is that is a story that sh- should be told. Um building brands is no easy feat. And I have so much appreciation and for and respect for um those brands that have been built over time and um the effort that goes into them. And I'm really keen to bring light to those stories and give, yeah, a space for like a space to get to know the the woman behind it. Like. Because what the brands that we love were once a dream of these people. Um, and I think that's something to be celebrated that they have created something that um, fills up their creative cup too, and gives them, gives them their the life they currently live and um, gives us a sense of belonging in terms of being a part of their communities and um, making us feel good when we are involved with their their brands too. So, I'm I feel super privileged to be able to talk to these women and I hope I get to um talk to yeah many more. I'm really excited to share with you guys the lineup that I have. I was so nervous reaching out to these women to start off with because yeah, little me, I'm like, who am I to ask to talk to those people? But at the end of the day, we're all we're all just humans and I'm so excited and grateful though that they've let me be the ones to bring their story to the internet. Yeah, bring their voice. Bring their voice into your ears and give them the opportunity to build on the connection they've already made with you guys. Um if you if you're listening to a particular episode of a founder of a brand that you know and love and let them build more of a connection with you guys as um, a part of their community and build on the connection you already have because I think the big part of branding as a whole is getting to know the why behind behind that brand, especially in the initial stages, um, why that it was even why it was even a thought, why it was even started in the first place the story behind all of that. So I'm really excited to, yeah, give the space for those brands to build deeper connections with their own audience as well. Cause I think that's a super special thing that doesn't exist yet. And I'm really excited that I hopefully get to be the one that um, provides that space too. So yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, thank you for listening to my story. I, battle with myself and thinking that my story is super simple and uh, nobody needs to hear it. But at the end of the day, I want you guys to know why you're listening to the podcast and <laughs> why you're here and where it's all come from, because that's the essence of the rest of the episodes to come and why I want to talk to those other ladies too. So yes, especially in these initial stages, I would love to plug, um, I have a guest request part on my website for The Busy Mama. So if you have any um, brands that you know are run by mamas, and that can be not only just current mamas, they can be pregnant or they can be on the journey to conceiving because I believe you become a mum as soon as you um, want to be a mum. So please include those guys too. If you have any ideas yet for brands that you want to hear the story, the backstory on, the founder's story, please fill out the guest request form on my website Um, so I can, yeah, build my list on mamas that I should reach out to and get on the potty and see if they will politely share their story with us. But, yeah, I'm really excited and nervous and all the feels but um thank you for already supporting this by listening to this episode and listening to my story I'd love to hear um any reviews as well so if you'd love to review the potty leave a rating that would be super appreciated as well but I'm gonna leave it here and I upon the launch of this podcast as well I'm launching a few episodes at a time so you can go and go ahead and binge um a few more episodes too so you can feel the whole scope of what this podcast is going to be about but yeah I'm gonna leave it there and I'm excited to see where this goes so thank you for listening and see you in the next episodes to come Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mama podcast. I am ever so grateful to have your listening ears with us today. Please leave a review and rate the show if you enjoyed listening. That would be so appreciated. And also don't forget to request a guest on our website if you have any particular Busy Mama in mind that you'd love to hear her story, her creation story of her business, of her Babies and of herself in general. Don't forget to follow along for more behind the scenes and extra goodness on Instagram, thebusymama.podcast. I'd also love to take a moment to thank Amity Music for letting me use their beautiful song, Letting Go. You guys are amazing. See you next week.